Welcome to the Ocean Man Games Club podcast. I am your host, the Blue Ford Raptor of Giving Clap to Her, a.k.a. Dr. Reverend Butts Esquire, a.k.a. Fred Edison. And I am going to try to get this in before the battery on the recorder dies because I didn't bother to check the battery until I hit record just now. And uh, it's it's got one little one little line left, so we're gonna see how it goes. This might end abruptly, but that's okay. It's gonna end like a lot of my races do in Gran Turismo Seven because today we are going to commemorate the year anniversary of my favorite PS Five game, Gran Turismo Seven. Yay! Yay! Yeah. So Gran Turismo 7, it's my favorite game on on PS5, I'll say that. Now, I'll also say it's my favorite Gran Turismo, but at the same time, that doesn't really feel like it's saying a lot, because, you know, at this point, Gran Turismo's easily one of those institution games where you, you, you sort of know if the game's for you or not, you know, does... Driving a car that you'll probably never be able to afford on a racetrack in a very sensible manner. Does that does that jingle your jollies? Does that put you into a put you into a sick flow state while you listen to podcasts and play the game in silence other than the dual sends jostling around like an angry vibrator in the middle of the night and it freaks your wife out but she drives in silence so kind of fuck her because that's creepy too if all that is uh, a yes that's something you want in your life then from the outset let's say Gran Turismo 7 is for you now if not um you you probably you probably know who you are because you also probably get pissed off every time you go driving or you just don't see the appeal of driving cars in a responsible manner within the confines of a racetrack in the confines of a video game. It's like the uh was it the the Kenta Cho, the Katamari Damasi guy who who said he didn't really understand the appeal of a game like Gran Turismo because you could go out and drive your car. Which I used to agree with, but as I've grown older, I, I find that I don't actually agree with that sentiment because there is something very calming about the experience, specifically of Gran Turismo and, I guess, driving simulators as a whole. There's something very uh, meditative about how serious you have to take the actual driving. And, again, I think that that really... You pretty much know if it's for you or not, so there isn't anything that we're we're not going to sway anybody here. But we can definitely talk about you know the fact that a game like Gran Turismo is almost beyond reproach in that you can complain about things like people did when the game came out about the in-game monetary rewards and if it pushed you to spend money on. Um, you know, in-game currency for DLC, that sort of thing. You can argue if it lives up to trailers or if it's better than Forza, but at the end of the day, it's an incredible game and it's definitely on par with Forza. Forza's on par with Gran Turismo, but these games are basically... 
institutions in that you know that when you buy them, you're going to be getting hundreds of hours of content. So really anything beyond just, you know the game's going to work, you know the game's going to be one of the best, most accurate up-till-the-time representations of, of driving. But that up-till-the-time is also important, too. I don't know a lot of people who are probably saying that their favorite game ever is, like, Gran Turismo 3. I'm sure there's people out there who feel that way. But I don't... I, I can't imagine that most, peop most people, their favorite game is the most recent Gran Turismo or... Maybe the one before it, because they're real pissed off about some changes. But even then, I think that at this point, you're looking at such minor refinement to the core experience that it really comes down to just, is a single player better? Are things more accessible? And how do you access the content, which is such a boring way to discuss a game? So I think I'm going to focus on a couple of things that uh, I find super weird and or irritating about Gran Turismo and something that I find awesome. First, soundtrack. Awesome. It is insane. Um, I don't know a lot of games that feature a Idris Elba rap track, but also like Flight of the Bumblebee, I think, is one of the classic rock jams in there. Uh, I, as far as I can tell, the playlist in the game was created either by just Sony being, here's the rights to some music that we have, which even then you would think it would be some sort of theme, like a lot of, I guess, I don't know, light rock and pop punk and that sort of shit, or it would be at least some, some sort of theme, hip hop or something, or like music that we're trying to sell because it's new. But instead, it's just fucking Idris Elba rapping and then classic rock. It's fucking insanity. Uh, so that's weird. But I, it feels like every member of the development team perhaps uh, submitted a track. And then I'm, I'm assuming the Idris Elba rap, rap track, because I've heard him rapping in commercials during football games as well. I'm assuming that's like a record a record deal, but otherwise it, it sort of feels like every, like a key members of the development team just submitted a song that they really fucking thought was cool. And that's how they built the soundtrack. So that's, that's cool. It's, um, it's fun. It, it feels fucking insane, but it also kind of lends to the feeling of the game being created just by like a bunch of car nerds who are just like way too much into the shit that they're making. And they somehow have unlimited money that they're getting to make that game, which might kind of be reflective of the actual situation. I don't really know, but it seems like Sony keeps throwing money at Polyphony Digital. But anyway, uh, so that's cool. Uh, graphics are amazing, and that's it's really the first PS5 game that made me feel like I need to upgrade my TV, and I am not a graphics whore by any means as we've probably gathered but i actually if this is the first time where i felt like i am getting a lesser experience because my tv doesn't totally kick fucking ass so that that really says a lot i mean at one point i thought that perhaps there was something broken on my tv but no it was because i was playing in cockpit mode which is the only mode you should be playing the game in and um 
you know, I, I say that, but then I also play the game with the controller, so everything I say kind of with a grain of salt, I suppose. But, uh, you know, I, I'm playing, I'm playing, and I think my TV has a like a like a spot where it's been been hit by something that's been thrown during a fight or a game or something where wh whatever. Anyway, I thought that was broken, but no, it was in fact a reflection of part of the dash of the car I was using, and that was pretty incredible. I'm sure that's not new for Gran Turismo 7, but it's the first time it was convincing enough to make me think that I was breaking my TV, so that was pretty cool. Uh, now that sometimes has its downsides. For example, the realism can really work against Gran Turismo 7 in... My my favorite my favorite picadillo of the game is that everything is so realistic. I had to sip coffee, but there's all it apparently the races exist in a time warp or a time vortex. Basically, at any point, I assume the event horizon is going to pop out into the skybox of the game, and like the other racer, the racers portraits on the side when you pass them are gonna start like ripping their eyes out which would be the craziest fucking thing ever like you if you were losing your mind and you saw the portraits in gran turismo 7 start ripping their eyes out and blood coming out and stuff and like cutting their face like like event horizon that would be the scariest shit ever that would that would be eternal darkness achieving what it what the game designers were really trying to do with the insanity effects anyway uh, it does happen in a time vortex because there are levels where in the course of three to five laps, the sun will go from uh, dark morning, like I, I assume, like, I don't know, 5 a.m. That's what it seems like when I'm still up. But at 5, 5 a.m. and then going all the way to, like, I guess, conceivably 11 a.m. where the sun is almost at noon. But this all happens in the course of three to five, two and a half minute laps. So the sun is just blazing across the fucking sky. So it's either got to be in a time warp or the game is happening on another planet where we have, you know, a bunch of racers representing their countries and also the same gravity and the same car as Earth. It, very interesting death race situation. Oh, and we're also all pretending it's 2022. Or something. Anyway, that all, all the the whole sun will come up in the course of the the three to five, two and a half minute laps. But then, when you're playing in first person mode, first person, yeah, first person mode in the cockpit, you can often see a digital clock, and that digital clock will change time, but doesn't line up with either the sun blazing across the fucking sky and it also doesn't line up with the in-game clock either so you know in your seven to twelve and a half minute race or whatever it doesn't do seven and a half to twelve minutes it'll do like the amount of real time you were doing the race so your car apparently exists in in some some derivation of the universe some derivation i fuck i fuck that word derivation we're going with that because it sounds the f most fun to say and like 
the wrongest the wrongest yeah we're gonna keep this shit going anyway uh so that is bizarre but at the same time when you're really having issue with the way the in dash clock is presenting itself in time in grand in in a game than in a racing game because everything else is so goddamn fucking realistic that the light is coming through the windshield and stuff correctly, then you know, you know, what are we doing here? You either know that hundreds of hours of that is for you for $70 or not. Now, the last thing is, is that because of their commitment to realism, there are some weird bullshit that you can do, like how my, my in-game character, Dr. Reverend Butts Esquire, he... Drives a, a giant blue uh, Ford Raptor F-150 and just runs every sports car off the road on every turn because there's no flag. And who gives a shit about sand? Not me. Not the fucking Ford Raptor. So that's an awesome thing that you can do in the game. And fuck it, car nerds. I'm going run, to run you over my, my Ford F-150. And the cars just bounce off, which totally ruins any sense of realism, too. Which, you know, what the hell? I, I mean, my character's name Dr. Reverend Butts Esquire. I'm not super serious about the whole whole affair. Which, you know, that, given the weird museum vibe of the whole game, that, that certainly isn't in line. But I love the fact that I can use the Ford Raptor that way.